Are we committing the same two evils that Israel committed that's recorded back in Jeremiah 2? Today on Kingdom Currents, I want to talk about those two evils. Welcome to Kingdom Currents. My name is Glenn Schultz, your host. And today we're going to look at a passage of scripture that has just fascinated me and challenged me over the years. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 2. And in verse 13, God says this to his people, to Israel. He said, for my people have committed two evils. And the two evils that he talks about were these. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewn themselves cisterns, but broken cisterns that can hold no water. I believe that we are guilty of these same two evils Uh, in the New Testament church today. In fact, I think this has been something that we have been doing over the last almost 100 years uh, in in our country. And and I'm saying that because I believe uh, Jeremiah 2.13 really talks about what we've done with how we educate our children. Uh, There in Jeremiah 2, God says that his people had forsaken him the fountains of living waters. Uh, God is the one who is the source of not just everything we need for life, but he's the source of true knowledge and wisdom. And and when you consider the fact that in Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, it states this, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom? In the Father and in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, in, In God, we have all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We have truth. But here in Jeremiah chapter 2, it says, his people had forsaken him the fountain of living waters. We could say the fountain of all wisdom and knowledge. And they had not gone to God to get their wisdom and knowledge. And that's exactly what I think we have done as we've educated our children over the past many decades here in the United States. We really have forsaken God, the fountain of living waters, the fountain of uh, knowledge and truth. That second evil that Israel had done in Jeremiah 2.13 is that they hewn cisterns themselves. Uh, When I apply that to education, it's they decided, well, they can educate their kids without God. Uh, They can do it themselves. But when you try and uh, build cisterns without God, who's the fountain of living waters, uh, Jeremiah says, you end up with broken cisterns that can't hold water, uh, that can't hold any true wisdom and knowledge. And that's exactly what has happened in our educational systems in the United States. We have forsaken God. Uh, We've turned to the world, and and we've said, you know, we can educate our children without God. Oh, yes, we can take them to church on Sunday, and we can do a few things with them at home. But, But for the majority of their education, for their schooling, 
we don't really need God because that's just academics. That's just neutral knowledge. And we can do that on our own. That's what secular education is. Uh, most of our public schools are definitely secular in their philosophy of education. Many private schools, uh, uh, most of them, I would say, I have a secular philosophy of education. They have separated God from the educational process. Even many Christian schools, they may call themselves Christians, have Bible uh, classes and have chapels and things like this, but, but most of their educational efforts are pretty much secular in nature. God is sort of removed from them. And, and that's where you forsake him, the fountain of living waters, the fountain uh, of the uh, hidden are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And then we end up, we're trying to educate our kids in systems on our own, and they end up broken, and they can't hold any true wisdom and knowledge. A parallel passage to this in the New Testament would be Luke chapter 11, verse 52. Here Jesus said, Woe to you lawyers, and, and lawyers there were, were people who were very knowledgeable, people who taught. Uh, and he says, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You have removed the, the real key to getting to truth. And of course, what they have done, they had removed Christ. They had not accepted him as Messiah. And, and then it says that you did not enter, meaning the lawyers, you did not enter in yourselves. And those who were entering in, you hindered. In other words, when teachers remove God from the educational process, uh, they don't go in to a personal, intimate relationship with Christ and go into the rest that God has for them. But those that they teach, who were in the process of entering into truth, they become hindered. Because why? Because you've removed God from the equation. You have forsaken him, the fountain of living waters, and you've t forsaken hi uh, him who is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. When we see what is happening in society today, uh, we, we talk about why is there so much confusion? Why does it seem like we've even lost common sense? Why do we uh, go and think that you can be whatever gender you want based on your feelings and not how, how God has created you. Why is, are things happening that even five years ago we would have never dreamt possible? Well, I think it's because of what we've done with God in the educational process. We've forsaken him. We, we have not gone to him as the fountain of living waters. In fact, in this same passage of Jeremiah chapter 2, listen to what it says uh, on verse 17, when God had rehearsed some of the things that were going on in Israel. He, he asked the question, have you not brought this on yourself? Uh, the things that we see in society that are, that are even impacting our Christian homes and our churches and our Christian schools, I think it's because we've brought it on ourselves. The scriptures go on and say, why have you brought it on yourselves? In that you have forsaken the Lord your God when he led you in the way. God is the one who can lead us into truth. God is the one who can give us true knowledge and wisdom, and yet we've forsaken him. And so in doing that, we have brought this on ourselves. 
And, and I, I just, I just am burdened when we see what's going on and what our children have to live in to understand that this is our own doing. This is the church's un- unraveling. This is where we could say, well, we'll teach, you know, faith and values at home and in church, and we'll let the school teach facts because that's neutral. And we don't need to have a presence there. God doesn't have to be there. The Bible doesn't have to be there. We can allow them to take prayer out of the schools. When you do that, you are removing the key of knowledge. You are removing truth. You are forsaking God, the fountain of living waters, the one who in his essence is hidden all the true treasures of knowledge and wisdom. And then when you get into verse 18 of chapter 2, God asks some other questions. He asks, And now why take the road to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? Uh, Another uh, translation says, What do you think you're going to gain on the road to Egypt to drink the waters of the Nile? What what kind of profit are you going to get going drinking out of the Nile? And then he goes and asks a similar question. And why take the road to Assyria to drink the waters of the Euphrates? What do you think you're going to gain by going to Assyria and drink the waters of its rivers? Now, again, if God is the fountain of living waters and he's the source of all wisdom and knowledge, I, I believe God is asking the question, why are you going to the world's waters of knowledge and wisdom? Why are you drinking from the Nile, which is in Egypt, and from the Euphrates in Assyria? Because those represent the false philosophies of this world. Those represent those philosophies, those ideologies, those false worldviews that Paul warns us about in Colossians 2.8, that we shouldn't be taken captive by these false philosophies. Well, if you're going to go drink of those waters where you think that's going to be true wisdom and knowledge, then guess what? (laughs) You're going to go and take in those false ideas. You're going to be taken captive by false worldviews. Even in Christian schools, in many ways, we are going to the world for our knowledge and wisdom. We, We go to the same secular textbooks uh, that the secular uh, schools use that are written by people who deny the existence of God, who, who go and put in human philosophies and ideologies into their books, and, and sometimes it's so subtle, uh, Christians don't even capture the subtle deception that's in these books. So we use the same thing. We use the, the same methodology sometimes, and I, I know that there are good methods that both secular schools and Christian schools can use, but, but we sort of pattern everything after what the world says. We, we have our accreditation systems. Why? Because the world says we've got to have accredited, accredited schools, and teachers have to be certified. And how do you get certified? Well, you've got to take certain courses in higher education, and we send them to secular universities to get that training. In many ways, we continue to go to Egypt and go to Assyria and drink of the waters of the Nile and Euphrates, wanting the world's wisdom and knowledge. And at and, and the same time, 
we we are always forsaking God, the fountain of living waters, where true knowledge is. And, and what happens when this becomes the common occurrence? Well, in verse 19, we, we find some devastating words where it says, your own wickedness will correct you. Your backslidings will rebuke you. Uh, in other words, God is saying, you know what? I don't really have to judge you. I, I can allow the, the things that you are doing, the evils of forsaking me and going after the world's wisdom and knowledge, I'll let that come and it'll be your own discipline. Uh, you'll find that if you just drink of the waters of Egypt and, and Assyria and you drink the world's wisdom and knowledge and you start forming a uh, man-centered, secular, postmodern, anti-Christian uh, worldview, guess what? It's going to end up being your own discipline, your own correction. It will end up rebuking you. What we're seeing in the lives of our children as they go into adult life and we say, what happened? Uh, why did they turn away from God? Why are they facing such challenging consequences? It's our own doing. Because we have gone and forsaken God, the fountain of living waters, and we've gone to the world, and we've drunk of the world's wisdom and knowledge. Uh, this is what you even find in Isaiah uh, chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. God says to Israel again, Woe to the rebellious children who take counsel not of me and who devise plans but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, who walk to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. See, Again, it doesn't matter if it's Jeremiah the prophet or Isaiah the prophet. God is speaking through these prophets and telling his people, you're, you're living in rebellion. You know, I'm the one who has truth. I'm the one who should be, uh, you should be coming to for counsel. I, I'm the one who should be guiding you to devise plans according to my spirit. But yet you're following the ways of the world. That That's who Egypt represents. Egypt represents the world, the, the area, the place where you're in bondage to sin. And, and you keep adding sin to sin because you keep going down to Egypt and, and you don't ask God's advice and, and you try to strengthen yourself with the, the strength of the world and the world's methodologies and the world's uh, wisdom and knowledge. And, and it's just creating major problems for you. And just like in Jeremiah, where it says, when you forsake God and you follow the ways of the world, it's going to become your own discipline. It will be your correction and rebuke. Well, this is what uh, Isaiah says too. Uh, you know, when you walk to go down to Egypt and you have not asked for God's advice, well, then you try to strengthen yourself with the strength of Pharaoh or the strength of the world's idea, ideologies and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Listen to verse 3 of Isaiah 30. It says, Therefore, the strength of Pharaoh, <laughs> what you think was going to help you, it shall be your shame. Again, it's going to be your discipline. 
and putting your trust in the shadow of Egypt, guess what? It's going to be your humiliation. When you trust the ways of the world, it is humiliating. And, and God just puts it all together back in Jeremiah 2 when he says this. He's going to allow your own wickedness to correct you and your backslidings to rebuke you. Now remember what that is. That is forsaking God as that source of wisdom and knowledge and going to the world. When, when that happens, here's what's going to be the result. Know therefore and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God. See, we've, we've got to understand that God will allow us to go after the things of this world. He, he won't force us to turn to him. But when we do, he's going to allow that to become our own discipline and our own humiliation where we will understand what an evil and bitter thing it is to forsake God, especially when we educate our children. And then it goes on and say, and you will understand the fear of me is not in you. When we go after the world, we don't fear God. And when we don't fear God, everything breaks loose. And what we see in this world and what we see taking place in the lives of our own children and even our grandchildren, it should cause us to just fall in repentance and say, God, forgive us for forsaking you and, and trying to educate children and youth without you, uh, trying to do it in, according to this secular worldview and secular philosophy of education. And this is what you find throughout Scripture, where, where God says, if you only come to me, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the way, I, I am going to go and lead you into peace. But when you forsake me, and you go after the world's ways, and you allow the world's philosophies and the world's worldviews to take you captive, it's only going to bring heartache, it's going to bring shame, it's going to bring humiliation. It will be your own correction. So, so what, what do we do about this? What, what is the solution? Well, I think we have to do self-evaluation. I think we have to ask ourselves some tough questions. In Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 20, God asked the leaders of Israel a very important question. And this is the question that I think parents have to be asked. This is the question that we have to ask church leaders, that we have to have Christian school educators. Here's what Jeremiah 13, 20 says. Where is the flock that was given to you, your beautiful sheep? See, our children are really beautiful sheep. They're flocks that are given to parents. Uh, we also see where uh, children and youth uh, are, are there for the church to train, that the church is going to feed the flock that comes to them. Uh, Christian schools can say the same thing. The students that enroll in those Christian schools, well, that's their flock that God has given them stewardship responsibility over. And where we've got to uh, really do a self-assessment is to say, where is the flock that God has given to us as parents? Where is the flock that God has given to us as pastors and church leaders? Where is the flock that God has given to us as Christian educators? Where are we leading them to truth and knowledge and wisdom? Are we leading them to Egypt 
and to Assyria to drink out of the waters of this world? Or are we going back to the fountain of living waters, to God himself as our source for truth and knowledge? We've got to make sure that we are leading our flock to truth. And that's the purpose of why Kingdom Currents exist. Uh, it is my desire to to share on these podcasts issues that relate to how we educate children and how important it is to provide our children with a biblical worldview education that is totally grounded in the 14 essential principles found in God's word that make up the philosophy of kingdom education. We know that that's the only way we're going to restore individuals and empower parents and engage the church and transform schools for God's glory. So if you would, please share this podcast with others. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Currents. And may God bless you as we lead our flocks that God has given to us to those waters, to God, the fountain of living waters. God bless you. Hey, I'm Alex Overall, media developer for Northwest Christian School, and I'm here to tell you about NCS's new Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com. 